Hi, and welcome to episode number 53 of Take Him With You for January 31st, 2010. This week, my new parody of the Lord of the Rings song, my visit to the accountants, and more. I'm going to try to have my daughter, Catherine, on the program today to talk about her iPod Touch, a brand new show called Human Target, and 24 comments on that. Plus, this week we tackle the tough question Amy and I are going to talk about. Is God behind all these natural catastrophes? What in the world? Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. And the cool part is you can now get the CD downloaded on Amazon.com for actually a little less money than uh, iTunes. So that's kind of cool. It was, uh, I believe on iTunes it's $9.99 for the for the CD, but on uh, Amazon.com, I saw that it was eight ninety nine. So that's kind of cool. So head on over to Amazon, type in Rick Moyer Stargazer, and you'll find the CD, and you can download it onto your MP3 player or computer or whatever, and enjoy it. It's very, very fun. Well, it's time to find out what's going on at Rick's house. It seems that around the Moyer household, we started the year 2010, and we have kind of been going full swing, eh? Guess. Yeah. That that's my daughter. I was actually talking to my <laughs> wife, but that's okay. Um. Yeah. It's been a, it's been busy. Closer, closer. I know. Um. The last podcast I was on with Rick, I listened to it, and I thought I can't hear myself, and I have always had a pretty soft voice. So um, you just don't get close enough to the microphone. I guess am I cl- am I close enough this time? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Here, let's try this. Let me see. Let's try that. Is that can, better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, just watch out. Okay. <laughs> there, that's better. How's that? All right. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, things have been a little bit crazy around our house because we have all sorts of birthdays and different things going on and. Your parents' anniversary. Yeah, we had the we went to my uh, parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. We mm-hmm. uh, put a nice dinner on. Did we talk about that last week? I think we may have. I don't remember and if then, we did. Um, yesterday, well, when we're recording it, let me see. Monday the twenty fifth um, was Nathan's birthday. Yeah, Nathan turned twenty. Yeah, and Catherine's birthday is um, 
this weekend that oh no no it already, it already ha- happened it already, it already happened. happened when you put this out it's hard yesterday to early yeah okay yeah on so Catherine turned 30th. 14 the 30th of january Catherine turned 14 uh, and she's yeah. our baby it's kind of weird yeah it's weird to have a 14 year old baby <coughs> i'm so, so glad you don't wear diapers anymore Yes, I'm glad we're out of that phase of life. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So you were just messing around with something. Why don't you play that again for a minute? And then she's so excited. She saved up her money, got birthday money, and put everything together. and Do it again. Put it right up at the mic. I don't know if you can hear that, but she's playing a guitar on her new eye thingy. iPod Get close and touch. Talk about it. What'd you get? iPod touch. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. What, how big is it? Uh, eight gig. An eight gig, and you bought it over at Costco. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of it so far? It's amazing. Yeah. You used that. What kind of iPod did you have? A uh, third generation Nano. Mm-hmm. And you liked it. You played with it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Every day. This one's even better, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, well, okay. Tell us what it does that the other one doesn't. Get right by the microphone. You can touch the screen, and it does what you want, and it's really cool. Like and what? you can play what? games. Okay. Like what? Um, Like a water slide. You like have to hold it a certain way and then you like... You move You feel it? like you're on a water... Yeah, you move it and you feel like you're like on a water slide. It's really cool. I wouldn't like that one. I mm-hmm. don't like water slides. <laughs> How big is the screen compared to your other one? Um, Like 10 times bigger. Wow. Well, at least two or three. <laughs> well, it looks... <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It is a lot bigger. Yeah. Okay, and what kind of applications do you have on it? I have Frogger. That's a fun one. Yeah. I have Plum 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 plum. The guitar like you just heard. Yeah. The water slide. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap, oh. Bubble wrap. Yeah, that's a fun one. Photos. Glow sticks. A lighter. Yeah. Facebook. Facebook. Oh you can't forget the Facebook. You really like having Facebook on I have the Bible on my iPod. That's cool. And what else? Anything else? And, oh, piano. And piano. And then it also is wireless. Yeah, you can go on the internet. That's that cool. Yeah. yeah. So you can get what? You get an email and yeah. can surf the web and download applications and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's your take then? What Do you have a recommendation? Should people get an iPod Touch or not? Yes, they should. It's totally worth it. And how did you save up all the money for it? Um, babysitting, birthday money, just... And you did a job for somebody? Oh yeah, I did a little bit a little job um line for my mom's boss. Mm, that's cool. So and uh so okay, so you recommend it highly. Okay, so yes. Catherine recommends the eye thingy. We call it the eye thingy because of Tim on his uh his uh cool podcast called Appy Times. He renamed his iPod the eye thingy because it's just it's cool. I I just I get call pictures of the Adams family. That would be it. It. Thing. Thing? Thing. No, I don't it. think that was... Was Adam's family thing? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, wasn't that the Munsters? Uh, I'm not sure. Da-da-da-da. Mm. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Catherine's never seen that. Oh, never mind. No. <laughs> well, okay. Well, thanks, Catherine, for being... Uh, and happy birthday. Thanks. You're welcome, 14-year-old. Now, I... go away and don't don't think about boys. Go. Well, that would be easier for her if you hadn't bought her Jonas Brother calendar. <laughs> I like the Jonas Brothers music. I'd have a Jonas Brothers calendar. 
Yeah, but she thinks Nick is really cute. Oh gosh, get gag. <laughs> I just keep a two by four next to the to the door with a big couple of nails through it, and if any boy comes around, I just smack him. <laughs> I don't have guns, but I do have two by fours and nails. Not really. <laughs> I will. We used to have Nerf bats, though. You know, we could keep a Nerf <laughs> bat by the door. What do you think oh, that'll do that? a lot of damage to those that come calling, huh? <laughs> Oh, let's see. What else is going on around us? Oh, I um, I wrote a new parody song. This time it wasn't Star Trek. Yeah. And I, you know what? I like your Star Trek ones, but I really like this one. I like the sound of it. I, well, I like this, the, the you, music. The, <laughs> and You know, it's isn't it funny? The older we get, you'll play a song that you used to like back in high school, and then you listen to the lyrics and go, oh, that wasn't such a good song. <laughs> yeah, well... Actually, when I was in high school, I stopped listening to a lot of the popular music because I realized they weren't good songs, but... Um, not all of them are not bad. Not all but, of them. But in particular, this song was by John Mellencamp that I did the parody to, and it uh-huh. was called uh, Jack and Diane. Mm-hmm. And I had no... I, for some reason, I don't. I didn't remember it being all about what it was about, but the, the subject yeah. matter was rather adult, but it was a huge hit back in the 80s. Well, it it was just a powerfully well crafted song. song. Yeah, there was a lot of instrumental stuff, guitar work in it and stuff, mm-hmm. and then and just it was just it was well done. It was a well done song. So I took it and I changed mm-hmm. it, and um, I did a Lord of the Rings parody. Instead of Jack and Diane, I wrote Frodo and Sam. And it turned out very nice. You like it? I really liked it. Let's play it. Okay. Okay, we're going to play. This is Frodo and Sam, my latest parody. And by the way, for all my parody songs, you can go over to christrocks.com slash parody, P-A-R-O-D-Y, and you can download them for free. They're very fun. So here it is. This is called Frodo and Sam, right here on Take Him With You. A wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. Little Diddy by Frodo and Sam. Two little hobbits growing up in the Shyland. Frodo's gonna be a hero and more. Sam will protect him. All the way to Mordor. Gandalf, my old friend, this will be a night to remember. Sucking on a pint of ale at a party midst the trees. After the speech, cousin Bilbo disappears just like the breeze. Gandalf say, hey boys, we gotta go on a journey. Off to Rivendale, we got us some elves to see. And Frodo say, oh yeah, life will go on. Long after the ring of sword is gone. And oh yeah, life will go on. Long after the ring of sword is gone. They walk on. Your time will come. You will face the same evil, and you will defeat it. Frodo sits back and meets a guy named Strider. Gets stabbed by a witch king when he uses the 
rescued on a horse that runs through the water. Elrond says, hey, it was no big thing. Frodo says, oh yeah, life goes on. Long after the ring of sword is gone. Oh yeah, life will go on. Long after the ring of sword is gone. Welcome to Rivendell. than you are yeah well i like it kind of i don't like all the gory parts though i could probably cut the the show in half like make it two hours instead of four hours because i don't like the orcs (laughs) it's only like three hours yeah well i don't like the orcs and those big spider things and um that big spider creature i don't remember the name of it I don't like any. I'm a fan, but I'm not a huge fan. If that makes sense, I like Star Trek a lot better, but that's just me. I, I, my only complaint about the movies, I thought they were brilliantly done, Mm -hmm. um, and they were pretty faithful to the books. I mean, there's some artistic license, I guess, but the uh, the movies themselves were the only complaint I had was they were just so long, and I understand because it's a lot of material to cover. But uh, when we went to the movie theater, I could only go once to them at the movie theater because I had to go pee. Yeah, <laughs> you know you have to get out of there. You know, I don't think I ever saw them in the movie theater. No, I, I don't think you even cared. We yeah. watched them at home, and I think I've only really watched them all the way through one time. And I've yeah. seen parts of others here. And they there. had them on TV the other day, and we taped them and watched them because we could fast forward through parts. And yeah, stuff. I think I was working, but I saw a little bit of them. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. they were pretty cool. But anyway, yeah. we like Lord of the Rings. We think it's kind of cool. Plus. If you really get down to the to the underlying theme of Lord of the Rings, it's actually got a very biblical foundation. 
Yeah, it has some allegories in it, just like um, C.S. Lewis had had in. Um, well, all about Chronicles evil and good and, and redemption mm-hmm. and um, integrity, friendship, loyalty, all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. in there, and uh, yeah, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien and J.R. Tolkien were contemporaries. Yes, they actually were friends. If I ever make it over to England to say hi to our friends over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a, an alcohol drinker, but I want to go to the pub that C.S. Lewis and um, J.R.R. Tolkien went to and probably order some Earl Grey tea or something. Earl Grey hot. Yes, I, I have some Earl Grey right next to me, except for it's not hot anymore. Well, but I that's drink what it. happens when we sit in a cold room and record. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I want to go there someday and see the different places. There's, I guess, a path that J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis used to walk on quite frequently. Cool. And um, I like to see some of those places. Well, I think it's amazing how people have really taken, though, the, the stuff that these authors have written, like like Tolkien, and really made a huge deal out of it and really got into things that... Um, maybe not, we're not necessarily what the author intended, but it's the same thing with like Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling and different people who write these particular stories. Uh-huh. They get fans just kind of take over, like Star Wars yeah. fans or, or Battlestar Galactic or Star. <laughs> no, no, Star Trek fans are much better than all of the others. We aren't. We we don't. We don't ever go extreme. I I think when we, <laughs> yeah right. As, as I look at my fan collective. Uh, DVD sitting in front of me and my friend is so cool uh, my friend Jeff sent me these cool little a Starship Enterprise and a Bird of Prey I don't know if you noticed and I'm wearing a t-shirt that is, is Darth Vader with a wreath and a candy cane and it says Darth Christmas and it's not Christmas time oh no Vader but, Christmas but you just got it so you wanted to wear it yeah. hey um, I don't know if you noticed but I put your new Star Trek little um you took my ships? I put the ships next to your Star Trek plates in our china cabinet. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't. I had to clean off the table, so. You're so funny. Yeah. I'll find a good place for them. I'm probably going to build a shelf over here by my computer. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of collectible stuff because I've never been able to afford them. <laughs> but we just yeah. got done watching um, the DVD Peg Warmers. Mm-hmm. And uh, had my friend Jeff on there, and uh, he was really awesome in the movie. But the uh, it's kind of like a documentary of a bunch of fandom, you know, fan people of mm-hmm. Star Trek and Star Wars and collecting and all this different stuff. And uh, it was a real, it was really fun to see people that could uh, just be themselves and have fun collecting stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Do you know what I thought of the DVD? What I thought Jeff has a very understanding wife. <laughs> I would imagine Teo Teo is is very understanding. Yes, I'd like to see his collection someday. We'll have to go visit up there. They they must have a guest room or a garage or something that's just full of that stuff. Well, I think. Well, they bought a new house, and yeah. so you know he's 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 actually been remodeling. I don't know if you followed his blog, but he's been remodeling his basement, and that's where he's going to have his whole collection. He's going to have a basement like Rico from Treks and Sci Fi. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what do they call those? Um, men caves or man caves? <laughs> I like a man cave. Yeah, I like you to have a man instead cave. of the the living room. Well, you're the family of, room. Yeah, the family room's taken over. Um, I would really like you to have a basement or some place that you can have all your stuff, and then I could actually have a, a family room that family can yeah, have places that'd, to that'd sit be kinda, in. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be neat. Well, let's see. A couple more things that have been going on around our house. Let's talk about, uh, we were pleasantly surprised 
um, this is our first year as a as a business, or this last year was our first year of branching out into a business, mm-hmm. and we went and visited our accountant. You know, kind of nervous about it all because I didn't know if I was keeping the books right, and you know, I mean, I'm not. That's I, I have more fun doing the podcast and making music and you know doing stuff that people have asked websites and stuff but uh, I don't like the money end of it it's very I just don't that's not me I don't yeah. like numbers yeah it's it's not the fun part of it anyway but you sighed a, a, a breath of re- a breath of relief is that or do you well, sigh a we had, we sigh had, of relief we had good news and bad news the the good news is we didn't have to pay taxes well and we paid taxes good. but we didn't have to pay as much as we thought yeah but we we didn't end up owing a bunch of income there, that's, tax. There you go. Good. Um, the the bad news is that meant we were in too low of a category <laughs> to, to be taxed. To, to be taxed. So in other words, our business it didn't it did fine for its first year, but it could do better. Yeah. So you know, we kept up on our bills. God's mm-hmm. been very good to us. And, yeah, and so and, many of our, our friends have been very very kind. Been, our listeners have been very generous and have helped us out this last year, and, and we are very thankful for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so we've been able to keep up on the bills. And you've um, been working more than full-time. Yeah, I've been working a lot. Um, but thankfully, you know, I've had the health and the ability to do that. And yeah. um, and our kids are a little older. Um, when our kids were younger, I, I kind of did that pretty much full-time, that, and yeah. helped you in church work a lot. You're a great mom. Um. So between being a wife and a mom, I I feel like I had more than a full time job when yes, our kids were yes. little. Now they're a little bit older, and you know, one's married and in college, the other's in college, and you know, bought his own car and can yeah. drive himself back mm-hmm. and forth and everywhere. And I um just kind of have one child at home that I'm still chauffeuring around and um yeah but she turns 14 and then in a year and a half she gets a driver's permit she's already oh people of actually people of the earth watch out Rick it's only one year Uh, people of the earth watch out my daughter's gonna be on the road yes she's already saving for her driver's ed I think I think the strategy that I'm gonna do is buy her a big huge (laughs) boat of a car so that if anybody if she doesn't run into anybody she, she you know she'll be safe (laughs) <laughs> or if they run into her, they won't ever be able no. to touch her. Maybe can I get like roll bars installed? No, and stuff? We, we need to talk about that though because um, the boys both bought their own cars. So well, I know that. So, um, but you'll just make her buy a big boat. That and when Andrew learns welding, he can weld some roll bars in, yeah. and you know, and and then we'll make sure she puts like Daddy's girl on the back, and that Daddy has a shotgun and stuff like that. <laughs> what do you think? But you don't have a shotgun. I can get one. We have a BB gun somewhere. <laughs> I said for I have to figure out where I hid it after the boys shot up my pumpkins. Oh, let's not go there. That was crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, our visit to the accountant went well, yes. and we don't owe we don't owe taxes, which is really really great. Um, of course, you know we throw this in here so we don't have to do this later in the program. If you if you really like our program, if you like the uh, the podcast. We would ask if you would uh, pray about or think about um, sending us in a little donation every month to keep it going. If everybody that listened, because we have a lot of listeners now, if everybody that listened gave us a few few dollars, it would really help out a lot. And, you know, that doesn't take very much time. We, we have a PayPal account. All you have to do is uh, click on our site, takehimwithyou.com, and click on the Donate Now, and it will go right to PayPal and Gosh, it would be just an honor, and it would be so awesome because we could continue to bring you great programs that discuss all sorts of cool things. Our goal 
is to encourage people. That's our big mm-hmm. goal. We do our newsletter and our podcast every week. Yeah. And we and then we read um, like scriptures and stuff during the on Wednesdays for the midweek booster. But our, the whole intent is to improve your life and enhance your life and help you get through the week and dream the dreams that you have and do the things that you were called to do in life. That's what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. Or at least that what we feel our purpose is. Yeah. So if you agree with that and want to help us, we would appreciate anything you could give. Just go over to takingwithyou.com and click on the donate button. Or you can always email us and ask questions if you want. We, we'll tell you whatever you want to know. Uh, rick at takingwithyou.com. And I can always forward things to Amy too. So maybe I could get, maybe I should get you an Amy at takingwithyou.com. You can. I could. Mm-hmm. Let me all work on that. All right. Very cool. Oh, one last thing before we go because um, we're going to um, do our uh, words of wisdom and then talk about our subject for today. Um We've been watching a couple of new shows that are out. One of them is called Human Target. I keep forgetting the name of the name of it, and it stars a guy that was in. He was in Forty Four Hundred, and he was in a um, um, couple others. He was in Fringe. He was in some other shows that we've seen. I can't remember the guy's name. He was I in Forty Four Hundred. Yeah, he was Tom. No, that's a different guy. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, but he was in Fringe. Boy, put them up together and they look like brothers. They look like brothers, but they're not the same He was guy. in Fringe. Are you sure? Yeah. He was in Fringe as the, the partner that got killed right at the beginning of the series. But didn't really get killed. Well. Well, kind of. It, it's Fringe. Yeah. Nothing's normal in Fringe. I think I watch Fringe more than you do. Could which be. Which I sometimes about 10 minutes into the show wonder why I'm watching Fringe. <laughs> um, my son Andrew and I like watching that. But it's a little bit gory sometimes. A little too gory for me. Okay, let me see. The the guy that plays Human Target. Okay. Okay, okay. What is Christopher Chance? Is that his name? It might be. Oh no, that's his name in the know. in the program. Oh yeah, that's the name. Mark Valley is the guy's name. And he was in Fringe. He was in Law and Order. Boston Legal, that's where I remember him from. Oh, okay. The 4400, he was Cyclops in Shrek the Third. Um, he's been in ER. He's been, um, oh boy, he's got a huge, he was in Jericho one time. Uh, he was on Days of Our Lives. These are the days of our lives. Anyway, he's been a lo- in a lot of things. But you're right, he wasn't on. Um, he does look like the guy that was the lead, the lead guy in 4400, but he's not. What? He he looks similar, but he's not the same guy in, that was in 4400. Well, he is in 4400, though. Uh-huh. In just there two, episodes. two episodes. He wasn't the main guy. The main guy was in Maybe they put episodes. him in there as his brother or something. Huh, I can't well, anyway, remember. we watched Human Target. What did you think of Human Target? We've only seen you two know, episodes. So far, it's been a more family-friendly version of like James Bond or something. It's, it's on it's, Fox, by the way. It's real um, action-orientated, mm-hmm. but... Um, it has. It's been more family friendly, if that makes sense. Well, kind of, kind of. A little bit more. There's not as much risque stuff, and not as much. Um, well, basically, the plot of the show is this: this guy takes care of he he transports people, or he gets people. He's like a bodyguard. Uh, like if some, yeah, a bodyguard of people that have been targeted for like to be killed or something, mm-hmm. and he. He takes over and tries to protect them. And it's really, it's it's a little mm-hmm. bit tongue-in-cheek. And I like the way they did it. Like uh, on one of the episodes, the second episode, he turns a Boeing 747 upside down and flies it. And that, mm-hmm. uh, you have to suspend a little bit of belief in reality for the show to be fun. 
Yeah. And you just kind of have to go with the flow. But the action is great. He's, and so far, the plot He's almost like a superhero as far as like his brain is like. But he doesn't have any superpowers. He's no, just he's like a James he's Bond. He's just like a really smart like James Bond, but but a bodyguard. But a bodyguard. Yeah. So far, there's been more clothes on women than there are in James. Well, Bond. Well, we don't know that. We've only seen so two far, episodes, and two usually episodes. by the time they get into the fifth or sixth episode, the clothes come off. Oh, great. Well, don't you think? I mean, most of the well, series we watch. I mean, yeah. by the time they get to the second season, there's they're starting a, to take way more risks than they did the first season. There's been a couple series that I started watching with my daughter on ABC Family that I thought, oh, these are going to be cute shows. It's about a teenage girl <laughs> and her horse, and you know, yeah. or, you know, and and they start out really cute and really innocent, and then halfway through the series, I'm going, ah, I guess we're going to have to not watch this one anymore. Well, yeah, it sometimes it just doesn't of, line up with what we believe. It's kind of old. I, no, I, I, now, I don't want to be a prude or anything because, I mean, I, I know there's entertainment out there that doesn't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything everybody does. But there are some things that you want your kids to emulate and not emulate. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they go a little far. Not saying that TV programs make them, but they, but they do make it more prominent in their thoughts, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because what we watch and what we entertain ourselves with, we tend to think about. Yeah. And so we've always been at our house. We've always been um, advocates of... You know, just just be smart on what you watch. Well, and there's like garbage in, garbage out. And if you just watch garbage all the time, yeah. you know, then you're going to just start talking garbage. Well, yeah, like eating garbage. junk food. If you always eat junk food, you, you can live, but you're not going to live at the greatest quality of life if yeah. there's lots of more nutritious stuff out there. Yeah. and <laughs> That was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. Then I've also been watching 24. In fact, uh, during the break here, I'm going to watch um, uh, between uh, doing the shows here. I'm going to uh, watch 24 from last, well, from this last week. I haven't caught up yet. But uh, so far, wow, Jack is back. Yeah, you like that show more than I do. Bleep, 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 bleep. Well, I just think it's, bleep. I'm doing the little blips at the beginning. Oh, okay. When it goes in real, you didn't, didn't even get, get that? that. No, uh. I didn't get it. But um, 24, a, a lot of people really Go love Chloe. 24. Go Chloe. But it's a little intense for me. And Well, I mean, where, isn't it just like life? You know, just about every hour on the hour, something huge and crazy goes on? Well, I That's think, not true. you know, I if was you joking. have one of those things a month, it would be... One of those things funny. a month? How about one of those things in a lifetime, <laughs> for goodness sakes? I mean, yeah. helicopters blowing up, people being how, shot, How many times terrorist can plots. you save the world from a nuclear explosion or Jack, something? Jack does it every day of his life. Yeah. It, you know. Well, anyway, there, it, it's a little intense for me. <laughs> I like it. I, I prefer something along the lines of Chuck or, or yeah. Psych or, or Monk. You know, I'm so are, sad Monk's, Monk's gone. Not, you know, Chuck has been really good lately. Oh, I've really The third season has yes. been really, really good. You know, they originally were going to do that show uh, where he was able to jump up on things and they were going to call it Up Chuck, but it, the ratings wouldn't have been good on it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm giving you a courtesy laugh. I was wondering if something like that was coming What happens out. when he eats a steak for dinner? He has Chuck steak. (laughs) I'm giving you. What happens when he goes to the dentist? You get numb, Chuck. (laughs) Okay, let's go on. Let's go on. You've been punny enough. Okay. Well, all right. It's time for words of wisdom. I'll take him with you. Today we're in Genesis chapter 4 in the Message Bible and it says this, 
Adam slept with Eve, his wife. She conceived and had Cain. She said, I've gotten a man with God's help. Then she had another baby, Abel. Abel was a herdsman and Cain a farmer. Time passed. Cain brought an offering to God from the produce of his farm. Abel also brought an offering, but from the firstborn animals of his herd, choice cuts of meat. God liked Abel in his offering, but Cain in his offering didn't get his approval. Cain lost his temper and went into a sulk. God spoke to Cain, Why this tantrum? Why the sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait for you, ready to pounce. It's out to get you. You've got to master it. Cain had words with his brother. They were out in the field. Cain came to Abel, his brother, and killed him. And God said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, How should I know? Am I his babysitter? God said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is calling to me from the ground. From now on, you'll get nothing but curses from this ground. You'll be driven from this ground that has opened its arms to receive the blood of your murdered brother. You'll farm this ground, but it will no longer give you its best. You'll be homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to God, My punishment is too much. I can't take it. You've thrown me off the land and I can never again face you. I'm a homeless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. God told him, No, anyone who kills Cain will pay for it seven times over. God put a mark on Cain to protect him so that no one who met him would kill him. Cain left the presence of God and lived in no man's land east of Eden. Well, there you go. That is Genesis chapter 4, 1 through 16. Now, we'll begin to, going to read some more in Genesis as the uh, time comes up, and I'll pick some selected passages and learn a little bit more about uh, what the first book in the Bible has to say. That's your words of wisdom right here on Take Him With You. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. crazy stuff going on in the world today our subject today is going to be um what it's called what in the world and it's all about the whole concept of is god mad at us and is he causing all these natural catastrophes around the world to uh, punish us Hmm, that's a, a hard question isn't it well i think it is because first of all it it the core of that is who do you think god is mm-hmm 
And some people, you know, a lot of people think God is really this big judgmental, bad, evil, nasty guy that living in a cloud that, you know, just pours out his wrath upon everybody. Mm-hmm. And and um, that isn't really the God I serve. So mm-hmm. so this is a really interesting subject. But here's the great question. If God is all loving and all knowing and all powerful, why then does he allow suffering in the world? That is a very good question. So why don't you answer it for us, Amy? <laughs> okay. Um, I I actually um, wanted to share with you, I was listening to an audio book, and it was a, the guy talking um, has a vineyard, okay. and he was talking about how some of the vines um, go through really harsh conditions, mm-hmm. and they um, the ones that have sometimes the worst environment or the they go through the the most storms, the most crazy stuff. Um, they often produce the best grapes because they're so hardy. <laughs> <laughs> because if they can survive it, they send out deep roots, mm-hmm. and um, they become very grounded. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think about that with. Um, some of my favorite Bible characters that you read about in the Old Testament um, and, and the New Testament, too. A lot of bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. people that loved God. Um, and somehow he allowed it to happen because of a bigger picture that we don't always understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that God said, hey, um, you guys, throw your brother down in that well and let him sit there. About? It's the story of Joseph. Okay. I think about that in the Bible, Old Testament. Most people probably don't. Well, there's like a bunch of brothers, and one of them was more favored by the dad, kind of. And um, the other brothers are jealous, so they threw him in this well, and then they sold him to these traders to be a slave in Egypt. And then he got accused of of something he didn't do and thrown in prison. And then eventually, long story short, um, because of his character and because he established deep roots, he was strong. Um, he was um, brought in to talk to the king. The king was very impressed, or the pharaoh. And um, he ended up becoming the second most powerful person in the world at that time and was able to save his family and extended family and most of Egypt with his wisdom. So why did those bad things happen to Joseph? We really don't know um, why God... But if they hadn't have happened, he wouldn't have ever been in that position. It's kind of like... Okay, okay. In your world of sci-fi, the the time continuum (laughs) kind of thing, that sometimes, you know, A plus B plus C have to happen in order to get to D, that that there's different events that have to unfold a certain way. Like in the last episode of of, uh, Star Trek Next Generation when they were in three time periods shooting the the um, Tech, tachyon tachyon beam, beam. into the <laughs> I, anomaly oh, I and that. and then uh as a result of that well then uh q took picard back to the beginnings of life or whatever and, and, and he was causing the destruction of humanity picard, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah right well yeah that's that's make-believe but um things happen in real life i don't understand all the way why there is suffering 
All as I know is um, that... I kind of have an answer for that, though. You do? Yeah. Okay. I, I think if you look... Now, we have to look at this all big picture. And there's yeah. some people that will take some scriptures in the Bible and they'll go way extreme on things. And, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Like Pat Robertson. When he made the the thing, well, the Haitians made a pact with the devil, and therefore, um, you know, uh, they called a curse down, called on a curse upon themselves, and that's yeah. why there was an earthquake. Well, let me just say this right now: I don't believe, I don't believe that that's what God did to Haiti. I don't believe God caused an earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm. I I think that if you you have to rewind way back to the beginning, when God created the earth, He created it perfect. And he created man and woman, and they chose to disobey God. And as a result of it, this new concept got introduced onto the earth where God's will isn't always done. Mm -hmm. We kind of invited death and destruction. Well, Adam and Eve did. That in the garden. Right. Yeah. Okay, so so we got to look back at the original sin and say, okay, Adam and Eve decided to not follow after God, to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that... If you look back in Genesis, you'll find that a set of things went into motion. And that was a separation from God. And God was never God never designed human beings to be separate from him. And as a result of them choosing their own way and separating from God, there there came into the world sin and curses and and uh, the satanic influence that the mm-hmm. devil brought with him to deceive men and and women and to to make it miserable. You it's it's like this, my theory on the devil. Okay, people will say, well, you really believe in the devil, Rick? I do. And here's what I believe about him. I believe he hates people. Mm-hmm. And if you really hated someone, but you knew you could never, ever get back at them. Because, you see, the devil's ticked off because God kicked him out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And there's no way the devil is ever going to harm God. We've, we found that, you know, a creation is never bigger than the creator. Mm-hmm. And and if the devil really wanted to get back at God, what would he cause suffering and pain on that would hurt God? Well, he can't hurt God, so what mm-hmm. would he do? He would hurt God's God's kids. Exactly. Which is and us. and now you now you put that into motion and you think there's been a satanic plot against humanity from the moment from the moment that they that they existed because mm-hmm. the devil got kicked out of heaven and he, he and the Bible even says he comes forth with wrath. Not God. Mm-hmm. The devil does. So and so I think people are jealous. blaming, like in yeah. insurance companies, when they say act of God. Yeah. You know, I think it's really an act of the devil. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Well, and and there's also natural things that, you know, this earth is in turmoil. Right. We but it wouldn't have, have been. It yeah. wouldn't have been. But if we sin and death hadn't come Exactly. Yeah. So when people say, well, why can't God stop this? It wasn't. It's not God's fault he, that it's he, the way it is yeah. at this point. Now, could he step in? Well, the answer is yes, and he will. Yeah. But it's not yet. Read There's the a the certain book. period of time we don't. <laughs> we yeah, we don't know exactly how much time we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but gen, you know, generation after generation has been born and and died and so on and so forth. But 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 the most important thing isn't to start pointing our fingers and saying, well, the earthquake was God's fault, or the earthquake or or the the famine is God's fault. All. It, First of all, I don't think it is God's fault. I think it's the devil's fault because he hates mm-hmm. humanity and he wants to wipe it out and destroy it before it ever gets a chance to hear the redemption power of Christ. So so what I really believe is um, that we need to concentrate more on where is the heart of humanity. Mm-hmm. Because 
um, there was a lot of really cool people and a lot of really nice people that died in that earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Now, was that God's fault? No, I don't think so. But where were their hearts? Where were their souls? We don't know. Only yeah. God knows. And and that's, see, that's, people ask me a lot of times, why do you want to talk about Jesus to people? Why do you want to do your podcast? Why do you want to introduce people to your faith? You know, to each his own, you know, give give everybody a break. Quit forcing it down my throat. Well, first of all, I don't think I force it down my their throat. But the reason I want to tell people about it is because if something did happen to them, mm-hmm. I want them to be right in their heart with God. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what happens to our body, I believe we're eternal beings and we live on. And so that's what my passion is. We don't know. You know, the Bible doesn't promise us tomorrow. Do you know that? No. It doesn't promise us tomorrow. It doesn't promise that bad things won't happen to us. Mm -hmm. I I know some people want to say that. but, But it does promise that if we accept Christ into our heart, we have eternal life. And if something did happen to us, we would to be absent from the body, the Bible says, would be to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So see, that, that's what I think is most important. And, so, and that's a hope, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a, lot of, a lot of people out there are hopeless. Mm-hmm. But if you know that God has a plan for you mm-hmm. and that he's going to be with you through good times and through bad times, well, and that even he in, won't leave you. And even in death. Yeah, he won't leave you. He won't um, turn his back on you. Mm-hmm. Um, then that is a hope. That that means that we're not going to go through life. We're not going to go through death by ourselves. We're going to have somebody there to go through mm-hmm. those things with us. Really interesting um, scripture that I found in Matthew chapter 24. And it it's where Jesus is talking. And he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, okay? He was up there and a bunch of people and his disciples. Wouldn't, wouldn't disciples that be mushy? Um, mushy no. to sit on a, a bunch of olives. of olives. No, it, it, the name of the mountain was Olives. I know. I just had to give Not me olives. a bad time. You always give me a bad time. So, well, know. it says in Matthew 24, <laughs> you're funny. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him and called his attention to the buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And then Jesus is sitting on the Mount of Olives. The disciples come to him privately and they tell, they say, tell us. They said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and, and of the end of the age? This is really interesting. Jesus answered and said, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, interesting, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Now that now that's really interesting. So Jesus actually, you know, I mean, if anybody's going to know what the future holds, he does. Mm-hmm. And he said right there, "Hey, everybody, there is coming a time, and and you can get re- you can get into the Bible even more, and it'll talk about details of what happens, like stars falling from the sky, and and you know that talks about space phenomena. You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's there's talks about all sorts of different things happening, and the water being tainted, and all these di- what? I'm sorry, I just got the song that used to say sing." Phenomena. Da, no, da, da, no, no, da, da. That, no, that was Menomenop. Menomenop. Not Phenomenop. <laughs> That's a good parody, though, wouldn't it be? Phenomenop. Phenomenop. Put the thing in the test tube. I'm sorry. You're being so serious. Serious. And, and then she goes and makes and a you joke. You say Phenomenop. Okay, let's go back there for a moment. Anyway, 
Interesting. Jesus does talk about stuff happening in the end times. And so we mm-hmm. hear, you know, so I'm not here to freak anybody out, but I, I, I do think we need to think about, we live in a time when communication has gotten so amazingly quick around the world mm-hmm. that we know about every earthquake, every tsunami, every natural catastrophe. And it seems like there's a whole bunch more happening now mm-hmm. when I think there actually is more going on. But we hear about it so quick that mm-hmm. sometimes we can say, well, see, we just didn't hear about it back when. But but the mm-hmm. fact is, there is a lot of stuff heating up here. There's something going on. And God knew all about that. And he wrote about it in his Bible already. So we do get a picture that th- these things will happen. If you notice, though, the Bible doesn't say that he's causing these things. I mean, you can go back in the Old Testament and sometimes you can hear, you can read the verbiage that says, well, then God caused this big thing. And if you actually look into the verbiage of how it's written, it says God allowed it to happen, which means to me that God has a lot of grace and a lot of mercy upon our lives because he could wrap everything up. But if he does and people aren't right with him, it's not going to bode well for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's giving us a, an extra dose of time, even though it's tough, even though we're going to experience some really crazy things. I think people that have faith in Christ are, if they do die, they'll go to be with him. If they don't, they'll have be able to help those that need help. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I don't know I just I just see that it's it's a I think sometimes we get into this weird focusing mode of well God's causing all this. it's it's like the little kid that's scared of fire trucks mm-hmm. and he's just scared 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 the fire truck goes by and he's ah! and the dad asks him why are you so afraid of fire trucks and he says because everywhere they go they start fires but the reality is <laughs> they're they're showing up to help yeah. And so people, when something bad happens, they go, well, God, how come he's doing this? I'm scared of God. And he's so, if he's so loving, when in fact, folks, God is showing up at these catastrophes. God Mm -hmm. is showing up at these things to help. Yeah. He wants to help. He wants to put the fire out. He wants to stop. He wants to get the people out of the rubble. And, and yeah, if, if. If he could just wave a, a magic wand and everything could stop, he pro- he could do that, but he would be going against all these things that he set up. He set this mm-hmm. world up for us. Well, and he gave us all uh, free will. I mean, he did not create us as robots mm-hmm. to say, um, okay, you are going to love me, and then you you know, right. you know repeat, I love you, God. You know, He mm-hmm. didn't make us like that. No. He, he gave us a world, and he gave us um, dominion, who is, is a word that we don't use an awful lot today, but... They do in Deep Space Nine. A, that's true, the Dominion. The Dominion. They were the bad guys, though. Mm-hmm. But he gave us authority in certain realms, and mm-hmm. um, I think that God is a gentleman, and if he gives you something, he's not going to take it back. Right. And um, so well, we, you can... have, we have certain responsibilities right. in this and world. And we, you know, we really haven't... If you think about that, that really makes it um, more important for us to be a good steward over this planet and over our own lives. I think that's one of the reasons that our planet's in trouble, and there's a lot of weird things going on. But I do think it was all set in motion way back when, when things didn't turn out perfect. And mm-hmm. and the, the whole idea of Jesus coming was to set things straight with the hearts of men and women. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why that's available for us. But but to answer the question, does God cause the earthquakes and stuff? I don't think so. I think that this this world is set up for those things that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason that the whole thing has happened is, is the very original sin when we didn't follow God's plan. And therefore, um, 
you know, God's will isn't being done now. I don't, I don't, I do not think it is God's will for people to die in an earthquake. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't serve a God that goes, uh, you know, see, I think today in about 30 seconds, I'll wipe out 150,000 people. Yeah. I don't think that that is what is going on there. And, you know, people can debate me and they can say, well, look at the God of the Old Testament. He would say, wipe out this whole community of people. But we know what? We live in a different thing, a fancy word called dispensation. In other words, we live in a different time now Mm -hmm. when Jesus has died on the cross for our sins and he went to hell for us and came back to life. And we have a chance to get right with God now. We can be hooked up to him Mm -hmm. uh, like we could not be before. And I think we live in a different time when... Um, if we really got what we all deserved, we'd all be just toast little burnt marks on the carpet. That's what we would be. Thank God we don't always get what we deserve. Exactly. And and I'm thinking too, even in the Old Testament, there are lots of scriptures that say that God sets before us life and death. And then he we says, choose. Then he says to choose. us, choose life. Yeah. He's going to give us, it's kind of like a teacher giving you a test. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, here are your options, A and B, mm-hmm. choose A. <laughs> you know, you right. have life or death. Right. And he goes, the right answer is life, but you're, it's your choice. Right. You can still choose the wrong answer. Right. Um, and and in Jeremiah, a uh, book in the Old Testament, it says that it's God's will that you have um, be have hope and, and have good things happen to you. Um, and there's there's lots of places all through the Bible that says God wants you to be blessed. But like you said before, we kind of live in a messed up world and mm-hmm. sometimes bad things happen. Yeah. Well, God's will is not always done. Mm-hmm. And if and we I believe that God's will is to bless us and to help us and to be part of our lives. But just on the flip side, if we don't do that, if we don't serve him, if we if we go off on our own thing, we can expect to run into some major tough stuff. And even as believers, mm-hmm. I know in my life, I've had some pretty serious hard things happen and, and it's tough. But again, like you said before, we don't always see the bigger picture of things. Mm-hmm. Like when, when we resigned from the church and went through all that stuff, it was so hard for us. But in the long run, you look at what we can do now by reaching a whole bunch more people with a message of hope. And we don't have to be confined by that situation that we were in. Mm-hmm. I don't see the big, I, I mean, I see a little bit of it, but I don't see the bigger picture that's happening as we go yeah. along. If that makes sense. And I'm not saying this so that we can go, I wonder what would happen if this happened or that happened. Maybe these multiple time streams and you know, all <laughs> these different things we talk about in sci-fi and stuff. But, but the reality is bad things do happen on this earth. And I believe it's mm-hmm. because, um, the earth and the world that we live in is in a fallen state. Mm-hmm. And by that, I, I, I want to qualify that because a lot of people would, might not understand what that means. What that means is we, with Adam and Eve, when they, when they, the original sin happened and they decided to decide for themselves, we then had a perpetual type of thing that happened throughout time all the way to now. And that is where many, many people have decided, I'm doing it my way. I'll do it my way. <laughs> you know, yes. And as a result of that, we yeah. are way off the mark of what God may have intended for, for not only this earth, but our lives as well. You, know, you, can, you hear the stuff about global warming and we'll have somebody say that, oh, it's not real and all this stuff. But there is something going on because the ice caps are melting and stuff is going on. Okay, well, maybe it is the stuff that we've put in the air. I don't know. But, the, but, but here's the deal. We do have an effect on this earth. We've, there's a lot of people living mm-hmm. on this earth, and we do affect it. I mean, we've cut down trees. We've put in parking lots. We've done all these different things. And I'm not saying that you, know, that you have to hug a tree and love a tree. But 
we haven't been the best at our natural resources and who knows what that's done to this earth and and then again mm-hmm. we all know i mean if you read the bible you'll find that it does talk about in the end times this earth is going to is wrapping up and there's going to be some major catastrophes i mean we're talking like at one point in revelation it talks about a comet that comes down and and just you know, it destroy. It, they call it wormwood. I think is is the name of it in it. And it comes and it just destroys and taints all the water. And there's, I mean, you can you can even find places where in in the Bible, where in Ezekiel and different places where it talks about nuclear war and cleaning up bodies in special yeah, they suits. Have to wear special special suits, suits and, and they take and this the was and they, they several burn, thousand yeah, years ago and they burn the weapons and so mm-hmm. so there is something going on here that God knows that we don't. Yeah. And do I think that he wants people to die uh, in horrible, excruciating ways? Absolutely not. But the fact is, he's already told us that's going to happen in some areas and some places. Yeah. I pray it's not. I don't want to be the, that that happened to me. But but here's the deal. Again, we need to focus back on where are people's hearts at. Why we need to get out a message of hope so that people can get right with God. So that if something does happen to them, mm-hmm. they are immediately with God. That's so important. Well, let me in. Um, let me tell you about my theology with the end times. Here we go. Amy Moyer's theology of the end times on taking with you. It is. If you are right with God, it will all pan out. So you have pan theology. I have pan theology. It'll all pan out in the end. Yeah, the, but just you know, and I think that kind of sums up what you were saying. Okay, so tell me what it means to be right with God, because you might have people that say, well. I'm, you know, I'm a good person or um, God doesn't love me. I mean, we took a Facebook poll. You want to hear what people said? This is really interesting. And then you can tell us what it means to be right with God. Okay. We took a Facebook poll and I asked, um, do you think God is mad at you? And here are the responses that I got. I got a whole bunch. Uh, Tim said, God never gets mad according to the Bible. Why should he get mad at me? Hmm. Well, well, Tim, unfortunately, God does get mad in the Bible. We've seen yeah. that before. But why should God be mad at you? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I like that. That's good. Okay, Debbie says, uh, no, I do not believe that he's mad at me. I do believe that he is not always happy with me, though. Hmm. Yeah. Angie says something. She says, God gets angry, but he's slow to anger with those who love him. I don't ever feel like God is mad at me. I often feel like he, he shakes his head at me and allows me to endure the consequences of my own actions at times. But I don't ever feel like he's angry with me. More often than not, I feel his loving hand delivering me of my own stupidity at times. Ha mm. God is love and I feel it. Sounds like she has a pretty good picture of a father. Absolutely. A father God who loves his kids and sometimes his parents... We'll look at our kids and, and we'll shake, shake our, our head, but we let them do what they do, and we hope for the best. There, there's other times that they'll just delight us. Yeah, that's really, really good, and I think that's and that's an excellent way of looking at. It. Instead of this big, awful God that's up there trying to mess our lives up in the in the world here today, perhaps there are things that He allows us to go through. Um, I don't think He's causing them, but mm-hmm. we get ourselves into some really interesting situations, don't we? Yeah. That's really good, Angie. Thanks. Melissa says, with the way things are in the world right now, my thought is God has to be pretty easygoing kind of guy. <laughs> I've not done any of the things on the deadly sins list, so my guess is, no, he's not mad at me. And then she, she writes, well, okay, maybe one of the things on the deadly sins list, <laughs> but I can make up for it, right? 
<laughs> I thought that was great. That's why we need grace. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Jonathan says, if I was God, I'd be mad at me, but I believe that's why I'm not God. He loves me like I love my son, but a billion times more. Hmm. I'm never more mad at my own son than I love him. So, disappointed at times? Yes. Mad? Nope. Yeah. Wow, isn't that good? Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. How about this? Brett says, I think God is mad about me. Mad about you. Like mad about you? Like he's madly in love? Aww. Isn't that cool? That's sweet. I thought that was very cool. Um, Brett says, I agree with Jonathan. Disappointed, not mad. Um, mm-hmm. Troy says, Christ's death on the cross was proprietary. Prop- how do you say that? Proprietary? Thank you. Um, all of God's anger was transferred to him. Therefore, God cannot be angry at anyone who has accepted him or his death as a substitute for them. He will discipline the ones he loves and go to the ends of the earth to let them get miserable enough to come back to him. I also feel that he's absolutely head over heels about me, too. And mad about me, too. In other words, he's in love with me. Which I think is a cool answer, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michelle says, sometimes I know, uh, sometimes I think he's mad at me. I know that's not realistic, but it's just how I feel sometimes with everything going on. I know his word says otherwise, but just with everything going on, wondering, what am I doing so wrong? That's that's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of people wonder, because if stuff doesn't go right for him, they kind of wonder, is God mad at me or something like that? Mm -hmm. Well, I can safely say that God is not mad at you. I think God loves every single one of us and he gives us lots of grace and he's made a way for us to be right with him. Here we go for the, with the, how to be right with him by receiving Christ into our heart and say, mm-hmm. you know what? I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And I, that's it. I, I believe that I'm putting faith in that and I trust in God to save me. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you're right with God. It's not about works, mm-hmm. you know, doing nice things or acting kind and all these different, I think those are important. Mm-hmm. But they aren't what makes us right with God. No. I think Jesus is the one that made us right with God. Yeah. Okay, there's some more. Okay. Emily says, nope, he's not mad at me. Without disappointment in life, I would never be thankful for all the beautiful things in life there are. All good things that came are that come from him. Um, that being said, how could he be mad at me? Good question. Uh, Richard says, God in the Old Testament made, made a, a, a few times. What does he mean? God in the Old Testament was mad a few times. That's what he says. Jesus was mad when he, when he threw out the money changers from the temple. But I believe God, through Jesus' experiences of our humanity, no longer gets angry with us, just saddened, yet patient with us when we stumble. I think it is more often the case that we get angry with him than the other way around. Hmm. Ah, I thought that was really, really insightful. God is not, not mad at me, but I imagine him shaking his head when I make suboptimal choices in life. <laughs> I love that. Suboptimal choices. <laughs> He's my fellow geek friend, yes. yes. Thankfully, he stays by my side anyway and gently gives me a gib slap now and then. And he and then he puts in parentheses, NCIS reference. Ah, oh, <laughs> A gib yeah, slap I, I've on the back that. of the head, yeah. yes. Uh, that's really, really good. I, I hope everybody's enjoying these comments because I think every one of them is excellent. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, Patrick says, no way, he's not mad at me. We don't serve an abusive father, but mm-hmm. one who does chasten who he loves and who gives tough love when needed. That was really mm-hmm. interesting. Adam says, um, he poured out all of his judgment on Jesus, so he doesn't have to be mad at me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa says, wow, I honestly struggle with this a lot. I know in my head that he's not. 
But getting that knowledge to stick in your heart is hard. And, you know, that's really mm-hmm. true. According, you know, sometimes we equate what we think about God about how we think about our dad, our natural yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. And if we had a dad that was kind of rough with us or, or wasn't... Not th- real loving. Or maybe wasn't even there, mm-hmm. you know, we can sometimes think Absolutely. that, that that's how God is. Yeah. And that's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this one thing, thing that my friend said to me, Gary said to me one time. He said, uh, he goes, you know what? When you mess up and you really, really mess up and you know you've done wrong to God, instead of running from him, you should run to him. Mm-hmm. And he equated this. He goes, you know, when I was a kid... And my dad would give me a spanking or a hack or something like that. Mm-hmm. I found that the closer I got to him when he was spanking me, the less he could really reel and, and it didn't hurt as bad when I was so close to him. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, that is so interesting. What an interesting concept. The close, Instead of running away from God when we do wrong, we should run to him mm-hmm. and allow him to help us and discipline us in a way that he's not going to hurt us, mm-hmm. but he's going to help us. And there's even stories in the Bible that kind of parallel his relationship to us that when we mess up, that he's standing there waiting for us to come back and um, ready to forgive and beyond just forgive, but to wrap us up in his arms. Yeah. A few more comments. Uh, Is God angry with you? Or yeah. And Peg says, wow, no way. Our son wrote. Uh, Nathan said, I think that people are mad at God more than he's mad at people. Hmm. Good insight. Um, uh, Russ says, funny thing, when I feel like God must be mad at me, it becomes very hard to pray. Hmm. That's interesting. Peggy says, he's mad about me for sure. Never mad at me. A little heart. (laughs) And then uh, Wendell says, absolutely not. He's not mad at me. So... uh, I just I just think it's really interesting that for some reason our world and I think it's because it's it's a plot I really do think it's a plot of a satanic plot that says let's get people mad at God so they won't serve him. You could really I mean you nowadays you could really be disheartened if you look around and see the tsunamis and the earthquakes and the the loss of life you could really get upset and say God why are you doing this mm-hmm. instead of saying you know what the devil's a jerk and he's mm-hmm. out to destroy. We should help as many people as we can by sharing a message of hope and love yeah. with them so that they get their hearts right with God so that no matter what happens yeah. on this, there's no, no matter what the devil throws at us, we can be right with God. The, there's a scripture that says um, the devil comes to kill, kill, kill steal, steal, and, and destroy. destroy. But God comes that you might have life, life and that life more abundantly. That's John chapter 10, verse 10. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And another scripture I was thinking, you were saying how to get right with God. And um, this is one of your favorite scriptures. um, Romans. Romans 10, 10. 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, if you believe in your heart, heart, um, that Christ... That God raised, raised him from the from, dead. Yeah. And you confess, confess with, with your, your mouth, mouth that, that Jesus, Jesus is boss or Lord. Is Lord. Then you will be saved. It, you know, sometimes people make things way too technical. Way too technical. Technical. And there's even scriptures that say, even those who call upon the name of the Lord. And, you know. Everyone that calls upon Everyone the name. that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, 13. And so... You know, 
I know that there are little um, Billy Graham has a prayer he would pray, right. or or there's these little four spiritual laws that people ha- would hand out. Right. Um, you know, basically though, it's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. And if you say, Jesus, I need you. I know I've messed up, but I know that you can make me right with God. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, be my boss. You don't even have it's, to go that far. It's not, you I know, mean, just, that's what you need to be yeah, saying in your heart. that's what you need to be saying. It can be most, like, God, help! Jesus, I need you! And right. that would be it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean God you know, knows like, the heart. God knows your heart. Yeah. And, and someone could pray a very eloquent long prayer and have it mean nothing. Yeah. Um, but but it's a heart thing and um, giving your heart um, to Jesus. And, <coughs> and, Excuse me. And he will... That, that's how you get right with God. <laughs> I tell everybody, well, I'm going to tell everybody right now, instead of, you know, this is kind of a grown-up adult way to look at it, though. Okay. Do you know when people are really suffering and hurting and everything and they need to go to the store to get Preparation H? Oh, no. I think people... Can we edit this? No, no, no. Then I think I think people should, in today's world where people are suffering and there's a lot of harm going on and there's real pain in the butt, oh. Okay, they should get Preparation E. E. For eternal prepare, prepare for eternity. I, I don't it brings know. comfort and hope. I, you know, I really don't like the gospel compared to preparation H. Sorry. I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> well, okay. So, really, how do you prepare for a natural catastrophe? Well, you can, you know, practically, you can get water and you can get food in the mm-hmm. closet and you can have stuff to, you know, be, you know, sustain yourself for three, four days or whatever. Okay, and that's important to do. But how do you spiritually prepare for catastrophes in life? Well, I think we just talked about that. Exactly. You get it, right with God. You get right with God. You are, you know, you you start thinking a little bit more about what is God's plan for your life than what what is your own plan, and and prepare yourself so that if something did happen, mm-hmm. you would be safe. It's like life insurance. You know, people they gamble with it, you know, and they say, well, I'll, I'll invest in my life insurance and you know, something happens. It, well, then it really should be called death insurance. It really should. Cause be. it doesn't pay out until you die. <laughs> well, there's certain kinds of <laughs> it. Well, anyway, it, it is nice. But the point is to we take should care of your family. You know, so, so instead of having blessed life. insurance, I think we should have blessed assurance. And that is we should get right with God so that if something happens to us, we, so we should help our assured. loved ones come to know God because if something happened to them, yeah. they could be right with the Lord. So that you're assured that things are going to be okay now and in eternity and, um, yeah, that mm-hmm. good stuff. So, anyway, I think what you do to prepare for, for spiritual disasters as well as natural disasters is you, you get things lined up so that you're ready to go if mm-hmm. something were to go on. And I think that's the – instead of blaming – um, everybody for what's going on. I think it's important just to be prepared mm-hmm. and be ready. Instead of pointing the finger saying, God is this big, awful, nasty God. I've already said it. I think it's the devil that has done this to our world and we should really turn around and begin to serve God. The The best thing you could ever do to get back at the devil for doing what he's doing to people nowadays is to serve God, mm-hmm. is to go out and to help. That's what Jesus did. You know, yeah. when John the Baptist got his head chopped off. There's a story in the Bible where, I'll have to read it sometime, where um, he said some pretty pretty um, truthful things. And as a result of it, um, the wife who he talked about, um, um, through some manipulation and stuff, got John the Baptist's head cut off, got him executed. Yeah. And and the Bible says that um, that the disciples came to Jesus and said, your, your cousin John just was beheaded. 
And the Bible says he went off to a, a, a alone place to grieve. And then the very next thing he did is he went into the town and he began to heal all the people that were sick and diseased. Mm-hmm. And that was a great example of when you, when he, I mean, he was upset that the devil had knocked out John. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got him. Yeah. And, and death had occurred. And I believe, you know, all death and all hell and all that crud and, and crap is, is satanic. Jesus, he automatically combated what the devil did by going and doing good. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that I, that's the reason that I give to people, you know, financially and, and health wise. That's the reason that I pray for people isn't so that I get some crown of, uh, you know, and some notch on my Bible and a little medal that I can pin on my jacket. I'm doing it because I hate the devil and I don't like what he does to people. I do it to get back at the devil and to bring people into an understanding of God because mm-hmm. he is you know, he he can be so personal to people. And and if you're listening right now, you know what? You can have a personal relationship with Christ. I remember somebody on Twitter the other day said, I'm envy of your relationship with God. And I said, well, why be envious? You can have one too. Yeah. And so that's that's what I think is, is really, really important. Is God mad at us? No. I think, I think we have maybe disappointed him in some areas, but I don't think God is mad at us. In fact, I think he's madly in love with us, so much mm-hmm. so that he sent his only son, to yeah. die on the cross for our sins and to raise again from the dead so that if we put faith and hope in, in Jesus, we could have eternal life. That is really, really cool. I don't think God's mad with us. I think he's in love with us. Mm-hmm. And let me see. Uh, can we stop natural disasters? Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know how that all works. Um, Jesus was able to stop the wind and the waves. He silenced the wind and the waves, yeah. I still haven't done that. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, so. Um, I'm, you know. I don't know. It hasn't worked for me yet. Yeah. The, the roof blew off our house one time. And that was scary. It wasn't <laughs> that fun. That was scary. Um, you know, and I was thinking. Um, we need to wrap this up. We need to wrap it up. So I'll just say what I'm thinking another time. No, you can say it. Oh, it's just, you know, the closest thing I, I've ever come to what Haiti's gone through is when we had that level three yeah. hurricane a couple of years ago and our roof blew off and it was scary. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully we had friends and family that were able to get water and gasoline from and, yeah. um, uh, but you know, our power was out for six days and it was, you know, it was we didn't not have fun. water, we didn't have power and. I mean, that's my. Most of the world doesn't have power and water. Yeah, I was thinking, what was we're an just living like normal people. Yeah. An inconvenience for us that one week was is normal for, for a lot of people in the two world. Two thirds of the world, yeah. you know, that they don't have those conveniences, and yeah. it seemed like a hardship to us. But yeah. um, we have a lot to be thankful for here, and you know, thankfully here in the states and elsewhere around the world. Um, that are, are able to get these podcasts, um, there's been an outpouring of love and generosity um, to Haiti and to different um, places around the world. And and that's, that's showing Christ's love in, Absolutely. in a very practical way. Well, um, all I know is that God knows what we need before we ask, mm-hmm. but he loves it when we come to him and we talk to him and we pour out our needs before him. So we're going to pray. Um, of course, God loves people, and he and he loves those folks. He he's, he, I'm sure that 
how do I put it? Um, he was not, I'm sure he wasn't pleased with the, the amount of death that occurred in this earthquake. And, mm-hmm. and I know he loved those people very, very much. And let's just hope that they were right with the Lord and, you know, everything's good there. But uh, bad things happen in this world and mm-hmm. we need to be prepared. Yeah. So bottom line is that we live in a fallen world of tragedy and brokenness. We all suffer consequences of the original disobedience towards God. And uh, and I, obviously I wrote this down. I'm just trying to conclude. Um, we have to make the best of it. But the worst really is yet to come. There's a lot of things coming up. And this is why we all need to be right with God in our hearts. It's not because God is mad at us. It's because he's in love with us. Mm-hmm. And he's warned us. And he's given us a way to live eternally. So we're promised eternity, but not necessarily tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in 30 seconds from now. And let's mm-hmm. let's just pray that we can hear and we continue to go forward in what God has for us. So let me pray. Okay. Father, I just thank you for every person listening. And I know this is, we could get deep into theology and do you cause all these different things and do you not. All I know, Lord, is that you've been very gracious to me and to my wife and to our family. And we love you and we appreciate all that you've done for us. We're so grateful that you allowed us to hear about what Jesus has done on the cross for us. And and we've accepted that. And we pray for our friends that are listening, that they would do the same, that they would get their heart right before you. And that, Lord, that we would focus more on what you want for our lives than we would try to blame you for the bad things that happen. Because, God, you are not the author of bad things. You're the author of good things. And we thank you for that now in in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me, Amy. I appreciate it. and. uh, Thanks to everybody who did the Facebook and Twitter poll. That was cool. We appreciated all the comments. Yeah, that was cool. I, I was very inspired by yeah, some of those Very, comments. very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you can always, uh, of course, get a hold of us by visiting the website, takehimwithyou.com, or visiting, um, you can visit our Facebook pages. It's mm-hmm. uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. And is yours amy.moyer? I'm not sure. Well, you can see you can see who Rick's married to, and you click on that, and you'll yeah. see Amy's one. You can be her friend, too. Yeah. You can be both of our friends. It'll be fun. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Moyer777. And uh, we'd just love to hear from you. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com is my email address. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Please write in. Let us know what you think. Uh, Moyer Multimedia LLC is the production company that produces Take Him With You. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Next week, we are going to talk. This is really cool. It's called WWJS. What would Jesus say? It's all about the greatest sermon that he ever preached and what it meant. Cool. Yeah, could be very cool. So, yeah. see you next week on Taking With You. Don't ever forget to do that. I think if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it, um, Star Wars A New Hope was supposed to be able to stand on its own mm-hmm. and so it does have a conclusion that's why we you know chose... it's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like oh I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started <laughs> it's not stupid I know I know of course it's not stupid I love it <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am the misbehave. The weekly Trex in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you.